Hey you, I'm Melanie, and you're listening to the Surrender to Thrive Podcast. Surrender to Thrive began as my journey of waking the fuck up, or as some spiritual experts may say, a peak in my spiritual awakening. After experiencing hard-hitting trauma and losses all at once, everything changed for me. To confront one of the biggest challenges of my life, learning to surrender. And now, I want to help you do the same. I help high achieving women of color become emotionally resilient by learning to let go. Every week, I will hold space for intimate conversations surrounding naming and releasing unresolved feelings, emotional triggers, limiting beliefs, holistic wellness ending toxic cycles and relationships, and so much more. I'll invite other healers of color to inspire and share their personal journeys and knowledge with you. You'll leave with practical solutions to care for your emotional body, to finally let go, and navigate life challenges to experience less stress and emotional stability. Yes, we're getting all in our feelings today, so let's get started. Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of the Surrender to Thrive podcast. I'm your host, Melanie. And today I just really wanted to be wanted it to be a really chill, relaxed, get to know me type episode. I thought it was important for you all to understand my journey and who I am and what I want to accomplish with Surrender to Thrive and why. Um, So today is going to be a really, you know, quick peek into my past my journey up until this point so let's get into it so who is Melanie who is this person that's coming through your speakers right now <laughs> so I really want to take you know a trip down memory lane to introduce you all to young Mel. little male young Mel <laughs> was a person who was a child that was you know, had two personalities, like and one side of me can be super outgoing, talkative, goofy, silly, just, you know, a bit more outgoing. And then the other side of me was just very intuitive to myself in my own bubble. You will often find me just like in bed or in a corner, just reading and just being in my own world. And I always felt safe in that space, in that bubble. Um, So that was me as a child. Also was very curious and analytical and observing and empathetic and also emotional. <laughs> I was a person who could easily feel other people's feelings and their experiences. Um, even when I would watch movies and shows like <laughs> it could be a happy scene, a sad scene, whatever. I would be the person um, being impacted by whatever was going on in the show or the movie. Um, even in, in real life, in actual life, I was a person who um, was just super caring and not judgmental. I accepted different types of people, super friendly person, super silly and talkative. Like, y'all, I even got suspended for talking and laughing. So <laughs> that's always been who I you know was and I still am today. Um, but yeah, I was just a person who really felt my feelings intensely and I was often you know called like you're sensitive or stop crying you cry too much and you know things like that so I learned to build up that wall like 
to shield myself, to protect myself from people who thought I was weak because I showed emotion. Um, so yeah, that was kind of like my experience as a child. I had a really normal childhood, great childhood of like playing double dutch and being outside and how to go see, you know, all the all the good childhood stuff that we often um, reminisce on. I believe I had a great childhood. It's just those moments where you witness things that just weren't healthy at all, um, especially when it came to um, how I witnessed relationships with my mom or my dad or just, you know, the older people in my family. I can tell it was just toxic and it always confused me when people treated each other in such a very, like, unhealthy, toxic, um, even abusive way. So those were definitely moments that stood out to me. And often, you know, I often had a head tilt to it. I was often, like, curious, like, how did it get to this point? So I became super interested in psychology and how we behave and why do we feel the way we feel why do we, why do we behave the way we behave um why the thoughts that come in our you know come in our head is there like what's up with that so I became super curious uh, just about how humans are designed and how we're able to move through life with all of this baggage and all this trauma and all this extra stress like how are we doing this so I think that stuck with me throughout my my childhood and just moving through life, of course, got distracted by me being, you know, a person that was in love with all different types of things and being curious. Of course, I was just like, oh, I want to be this and I want to be that. But I always really stuck with, you know, the psychology and human um, behavior type of um, path. So when I entered grad school, I remember writing you know, my personal statement or essay or whatever. And I remember like vividly saying how black women are, uh, I believe I started with like a Malcolm X quote about how black women are the most disrespected um, person in America. And I remember just being like, I just grew up thinking that counseling or not even think, I didn't even really think this. I always was baffled by people saying that counseling is for white people, but I was just really curious to why we were saying that. And of course, as I got older, I realized like, I understand why we say that. Like (laughs) we deal with our own shit in the ways that we deal with it, which is not really dealing with it. So we feel like that, you know, we don't need help. We can do it on our own. We can carry all this shit on our backs. We don't need um, to tell somebody we don't know our emotions, you know, all these different things. Um, and just the superwoman syndrome and just, you know, being the backbone of the family and carrying all this extra stress was just continually to pass down from generation to generation and it continued the cycle. And it was really something I was passionate about and still is passionate about. Um, and when I was in grad school, I experienced one of the most challenging hurtful disappointing like just every feeling I could think of I experienced that in their program um when I first entered the program I was super excited I was um getting my master's in clinical mental health counseling 
everything was so interesting. And I was just like, man, like this is really sparking my love for human behavior and in the mind and the thoughts and behaviors. Like it, it really got me excited. Those first two years was amazing. Um, and then I became pregnant and I was still like, I'm still going to school. Everything is fine. Had my gender reveal. And then the next day I lost my son. I was five months pregnant. Um, and just recently had a, you know, a doctor's checkup and just, I was really confused about the situation. I'm like, what happened? Like I just celebrated knowing the gender of my child and understanding, not understanding, but, you know, just being with my family and being happy. And then the next day I'm experiencing these, you know, these contractions, these cramps that, which I thought were just, you know, cramps or whatever, um, and didn't realize that I was actually in labor or premature labor. Um, still don't know to this day what exactly happened. I wasn't under any stress. I was really happy at that time um, and was looking forward to being a mom. So when I experienced those things, it really took a lot out of me. Um, I remember not even wanting to go back to school right away. Of course, I wasn't going back to school right away. I was going through it <laughs> at the time. I just, I didn't feel supported by my partner after it happened. Like that experience really separated us um, in a very weird way. You know, now I can get some type of understanding from it. But in the, in the moment, I just felt like I wasn't supported in the way that I was. So on top of losing my son, feeling like I had to carry all that weight by myself. And then my relationship ending, and that was like a long-term relationship. There was a person who I thought I was going to be with, you know, in a marriage even. So all these things coming at me and I got to worry about grad school and I had a full-time job and I had just announced that I was quitting because I'm like, I want to be a full-time mom. So like all of that disappointment, all that hurt and everything really took a really tight hold on me to the point where I like, completely like in in the moment right now I can say it was complete surrender because I had no choice at that moment it was becoming so much for me that I just completely let it all out like I mentioned in when I was a kid I had built up this wall like I'm not a crybaby I'm not sensitive you know I can keep a straight a straight face with things like this is not I just wasn't a person that that express my feelings um, as a kid and even as a teenager. Um, and when I got to that point when I was experiencing all those things coming up, it just all came out like, I, I kind of call it like an explosion. Like it's just, it came out of me and it really broke me down. But I'm so, 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 so grateful that that happened because I feel like that was a, a huge transformation in my journey. Um, and really it saved me from being a person who didn't let go a person that um hold, a person that was holding in her feelings a person who um didn't acknowledge her own thoughts and feelings didn't didn't understand who she was and her self-worth you know going through that program the counseling program I'm learning all about these different things and I was working on myself but at the same time I still had my same habits as I did when I was a kid and growing up. So when I finally cried and when I finally, you know, I cried for days 
<laughs> Let me just put that out there. I cried for days. Um, but that was healing for me. I was able to release everything that I was holding on to up until that point. And it was a huge release for me. And I, like I mentioned, I'm so grateful that that happened that I didn't hold that in because, right, I feel like if I didn't, if I had held that in, I wouldn't be talking on this mic right now. So once I um, got the strength to come back to myself, to understand where I was at in that moment and to acknowledge my feelings and acknowledge my thoughts, um, I found strength every day to just keep going to keep going for my son, constantly um, feeling his presence and knowing that I had, you know, my personal guardian angel, angel, and I just start to feel a lot freer to the point where I wasn't just taking shit no more. I'm like, I'm going to do me. <laughs> like, I'm not going to keep doing this same thing, like this holding in all this baggage and trauma and emotions, it was not working anymore. I felt more freedom expressing myself than holding in, than holding in. And it became <laughs> a thing where I wasn't getting along with my ex. Things were being really like just a lot for me. And I decided to leave that relationship. And then that was another moment where I was just, really like man like all this shit happening in one year like wow like wow <laughs> that's kind of where I was just thinking like, I could laugh about it now but in that at that time it was really um as I said a lot and even talking about it right now I realize how much I have grown from that situation in those moments in my life where I felt the lowest and how I'm able to speak about them and be proud that I left a relationship that wasn't serving me and the person I was becoming and that I was able to continue my healing because there's never a moment where I'm not thinking about my son. There's never a moment um, when I'm, I don't see a mother and a son together and I don't, you know, tear up or see kids and not feel, you know, some type of way about it. Um, meaning that being like, damn, like, I wonder how this, our relationship would have been. I wonder what type of things we would have been doing. Like, oh, we would have been doing that and doing this. Like those moments do come up for me. And I feel like that's okay. I think a lot of times, in my opinion, we think that when it comes to healing, we just, you know, do the work and then we don't never experience anything anymore. Like, no, you still going to have those moments where you become sad or those same um, pains come back and that's a part of the process like I mentioned on my Instagram like this journey is never ending like it's not an ending to this shit it keeps going it keeps you know it's up and down it's not ever a straight linear process well that brings me to surrender to thrive and what I decided to do was start a business. I wanted to start a business where people can experience that freedom, where people can feel safe to share their feelings, to express their feelings, where people can be comfortable with who they are and work on themselves and become the person they aspire to be. You see, my goal really is to 
help women of color navigate their life experiences, those painful experiences, those thoughts, those feelings, so that they're not taking over our lives, so that we are able to grow, so that we're not carrying all this shit, so that we're not carrying other people's baggage and speaking to generational trauma. Like, I wanted people to understand that it is possible to flow with life and not against it, and that means taking control of what you can and letting go the rest. That was my whole intention. It still is because I understood what it feels like to not have control and still trying to control the situation and how much suffering that causes us. So that was my journey, y'all. Like surrender to thrive means so much to me. And I understand how that can be helpful for other people because I see it all the time. I see it in the media. I see it in movies. I see it in TV shows. I see it in real life. I see it with my friends. I see it with my family. And I'm just like, man, if we were just able to feel, if we were able to feel safe enough to process our shit, it would save the world. Like, it, it man, <laughs> it would save the fucking world. So that's it y'all <laughs> I just really wanted to give a glimpse into my journey and how I came to birth surrender to thrive in my journey that I was on and that I will continue to be on um I just did in social media and even in my personal life and my personal relationships like we are ready like we are so ready to stop the bullshit we are so ready to change and evolve and grow we're tired of carrying the extra baggage. We're tired of the stress. We're tired. We are tired. <laughs> I feel it. And I just want to know when you're ready. I am here. Um, I am an open book. If you have any more questions about Serena to Thrive, you want to know, know more about when I want opportunities with me or even join my Serena to Thrive Mastermind group, stay tuned to social media on IG. That is coming very, very, very soon. Um, my Instagram is surrender, the number two, thrive underscore. And my email is info at surrender, the number two, thrive.com. And again, if you have any questions, just want to get to know me better, definitely reach out. I am an open book. As I mentioned, I have a open door policy. I am here for you when you're ready. Again, thank you for listening to this episode. I appreciate you so much for tuning in and I will see you or <laughs> I will be here next week. Bye.